You are listening to the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, January 31st, 2021. Subject, Love. Golden Text, Romans. Love is the fulfilling of the law. Responsive reading, 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. I'll read from the Bible, Jeremiah. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, Therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Luke And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, And they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us and that God hath visited his people. 
Matthew. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And Jesus stood still, and called them, and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them, and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Mark And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. John Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Romans And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called, according to his purpose. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. First Peter Be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. 
not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrariwise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips, that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. 1 Corinthians Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. God is love. More than this we cannot ask. 
Higher we cannot look, farther we cannot go. The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science, is love. Without this, the letter is but the dead body of science, pulseless, cold, inanimate. Love fulfills the law of Christian science, and nothing short of this divine principle, understood and demonstrated, can ever furnish the vision of the apocalypse, open the seven seals of error with truth, or uncover the myriad illusions of sin, sickness, and death. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires, illumines, designates, and leads the way. Right motives give pinions to thought and strength and freedom to speech and action. The depth, breadth, height, might, majesty, and glory of infinite love fill all space. That is enough. Human language can repeat only an infinitesimal part of what exists. The absolute ideal man is no more seen nor comprehended by mortals than is his infinite principle, love. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. It is not well to imagine that Jesus demonstrated the divine power to heal only for a select number or for a limited period of time, since to all mankind, and in every hour, divine love supplies all good. The miracle of grace is no miracle to love. Jesus demonstrated the inability of corporeality as well as the infinite ability of spirit, thus helping erring human sense to flee from its own convictions and seek safety in divine science. The man of sorrows best understood the nothingness of material life and intelligence and the mighty actuality of all-inclusive God, good. These were the two cardinal points of mind-healing, or Christian science, which armed him with love. The highest earthly representative of God, speaking of human ability to reflect divine power, prophetically said to his disciples, speaking not for their day only, but for all time. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and these signs shall follow them that believe. The reputation of Jesus was the very opposite of his character. Why? because the divine principle and practice of Jesus were misunderstood. He was at work in divine science. His words and works 
were unknown to the world, because above and contrary to the world's religious sense. Mortals believed in God as humanly mighty, rather than as divine, infinite love. Who is ready to follow his teaching and example? All must sooner or later plant themselves in Christ, the true idea of God, that he might liberally pour his dear-bought treasures into empty or sin-filled human storehouses was the inspiration of Jesus' intense human sacrifice. In witness of his divine commission, he presented the proof that life, truth, and love heal the sick and the sinning and triumph over death through mind, not matter. This was the highest proof he could have offered of divine love. Did the careless doctor, the nurse, the cook, and the brusque business visitor sympathetically know the thorns they plant in the pillow of the sick and the heavenly homesick, looking away from earth? Oh, did they know. This knowledge would do much more towards healing the sick and preparing their helpers for the midnight call than all cries of, Lord, Lord. The benign thought of Jesus, finding utterance in such words as, Take no thought for your life, would heal the sick and so enable them to rise above the supposed necessity for physical thought-taking and doctoring. But if the unselfish affections be lacking, and common sense and common humanity are disregarded, what mental quality remains with which to evoke healing from the outstretched arm of righteousness? If the scientist reaches his patient through divine love, the healing work will be accomplished at one visit, and the disease will vanish into its native nothingness, like dew before the morning sunshine. If the scientist has enough Christly affection to win his own pardon, and such commendation as the Magdalene gained from Jesus, then he is Christian enough to practice scientifically and deal with his patients compassionately, and the result will correspond with the spiritual intent. The poor, suffering heart needs its rightful nutriment, such as peace, patience in tribulation, and a priceless sense of the dear Father's loving-kindness. The physician who lacks sympathy for his fellow being is deficient in human affection, and we have the apostolic warrant for asking. He that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Not having this spiritual affection, the physician lacks faith in the divine mind and has not that recognition of infinite love 
which alone confers the healing power. Love giveth to the least spiritual idea might, immortality, and goodness, which shine through all as the blossom shines through the bud. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time, and whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now, and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. I will now read the Three Daily Duties by Mary Baker Eddy, as given in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this Church to pray each day. Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, Divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counselling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson is prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. 
It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com.